Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 94 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us as we continue with this week's study in our Come Follow Me. We are looking at Exodus chapters 7 to 13 in the week of March the 28th to April the 3rd and today we're moving into Exodus chapter 9 and we'll see if we get to chapter 10 as well. Um, but the first thing we're going to be looking at today is um, another plague. Yes, we are continuing through the plagues. Um, and this time uh, it is the plague of uh, the death of the Egyptians' cattle. Now at this stage uh, we have had a number of plagues which have been troublesome and frustrating um, uh, in many cases, in many ways um, to the Egyptian people. But this time, uh, this plague starts to have an impact on a number of areas. Firstly, of course, their livelihood, uh, which is something which, aside from perhaps the river turning into water, the water turning into blood, although having said that, they clearly were able to find water and continue to live in the land. Uh, It was uh, perhaps just an, an initial demonstration of power um, that the Egyptians were meant to see sh- showed God's power, but they, uh, but Pharaoh did not pay attention to that. Aside from also the the Nile uh, as well, um, in each of these plagues were also an attack on the gods of Egypt. And as time goes on and the plagues go on, the the because of course there was different, but there was many different gods in Egypt, and there's almost a hierarchy of them. Um, the first one with the Nile, I mean, there was a few gods involved with that and they were very important gods. But then we go to the frogs, the the lice and the flies. And there was Hect, the, the Egyptian goddess who has the head of a frog. Geb was the god of, of over the dust of the earth. And Kepri was the, had the head of, of a beetle and moved the sun. These three Egyptian gods were, were, were worshipped, but they weren't seen as any of the, the more important gods. But then we get to this um, plague where the cattle uh, were in the fields um, and there was death of the cattle in the fields. Again, notice in verse 4 that the Lord will set, shall sever between the cattle of Israel and the cattle of Egypt and there shall nothing die of all that is the children children's of Israel. So again, we see that protection of the uh, the Hebrew cattle um, and this affects the, the cattle, the herds. And they die. There is an Egyptian god about uh, who had the head of a of a, and horns of a bull, um, and it was Hathor who was the fertility goddess. So we're starting to get um, some more important um, gods and goddesses who are um, shown to have, have no power uh, before the Lord God of Israel. Uh, in this in this case. We then move further into the next plague, which is the boils and, and blains. Um, again, with the distinction that uh, between the Israelites and Egyptians, and this is the first plague which directly has an impact on the Egyptian people and their bodies, rather than kind of the extenuating circumstances around them. So again, in plague six, we're starting to see uh, a much more direct um impact again uh, there is mention of the magicians not being able to stand before moses because of all the boils um as the boils were upon the egyptians 
Um, so they were not able to perform their uh, attempt to, well, I don't know if they would try and re replicate this particular plague, but maybe perhaps remove them, but they were not able to. Um, and Moses goes forth and um, when Pharaoh again doesn't listen uh, to Moses, and again in verse 12, it, talk, it mentions the Lord hardening the heart of Pharaoh, which we know uh, means that Pharaoh hardened his heart. Um, the Lord says to Moses to go again uh, to speak to Pharaoh and that um, he ha that he will rain a very grievous hail uh, upon the earth, such as hath not been in Egypt since the foundation thereof, even until now. And this is a very interesting point, um, this plague seven uh, with the hail, because we're now getting to, you know, again, something else that's going to have an impact on the, on the livelihood of the Egyptians. Not only is it going to have an impact on their livelihood, it could also have an impact on them and their cattle. It's almost like the last few um, plagues with the the death of cattle, um, the impact on the Egyptian bodies, um, all kind of rolled into one thing, which which this hail could do and have the power to do. Um, but the Lord gives them uh, a warning this time to the Egyptians, not just to Pharaoh, but he also tells the Egyptian people um, to um, to try and avoid this hail. In verses 20 and 21, it says, he, he that feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his cattle flee into the houses. Um, and he that regarded not the word of the Lord left his servants and his cattle in the field. So there is a sense here that the Egyptian people are being given a chance now to prepare and make sure that they are not as affected by this coming plague of the hail. Um, and, and therefore you see that distinction as well. Notice as well that it was in the land of Egypt that this hail came down. Um, and again, uh, it was just located in that area. Um, in terms of... Um, the Egyptian gods and goddesses that were were impacted by these last two uh, plagues with the boils. Uh, Isis was the god of healing and Imhotep was the god of healing. Um, so these two Egyptian gods, one of, one of them you may have heard of before, one of, even both of them, um, again, were higher up this hierarchy of, of Egyptian gods. And then in um, the plague seven with the hail, uh, Nut was the goddess of the sky. Uh, and so, again, we're starting to find that these Egyptian gods, who were gods over very important and very influential areas of the Egyptians' lives, um, are being shown to have no power over the Lord and his bringing of the plagues. But again, we notice that the Lord is giving them a, ch a chance, even the Egyptians themselves, a chance to not be impacted as much uh, as uh, from these um, plagues. Um, and but again in verse twenty six, only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, were there were, was there no hail. So again, there is this clear distinction, and even amongst the Egyptians now, there is a distinction between those that listened to the word of Moses, and from the and who was giving the word of the Lord, and they took their cattle and their servants out from the fields, so that they weren't um, uh, impacted. But those that didn't listen um, lost many things. And it's at this point that Pharaoh makes an, an admission, which is the first time he does this. And it shows the increasing 
influence. I mean, of course, the people, um, some of them are believing Moses now. And so you have to wonder just how much Pharaoh was starting to notice uh, his people um, starting to believe that, that they truly were under um well, not, not necessarily punishment, but consequence of Pharaoh's um, hard-heartedness to let the Israelites go. Um, and in verse 27 of Exodus 9, it says, And Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron and said unto them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous and I and my people are wicked. Entreat the Lord, for it is enough that there be no more mighty thunderings and hail, and I will let you go and ye shall stay no longer. Notice, by the way, as well, and uh, I haven't really made such a big focus on this, but up to now, Pharaoh has been saying things like, oh, you can worship God here. I'll let you make your sacrifices in this land. And then he said, oh, well, okay, I'll let you go, um, you know, a little distance away from the city and then come back and you can worship the Lord there. Here he is saying, you don't have to stay any longer. You can go. Um, And... This is, again, um, symbolic or a representation, perhaps, of, you know, the, the way that the adversary, perhaps, tries to get us to do things that maybe at the time are, you know, he, he works in, in degrees, uh, which we have to be very careful with, uh, where he says, oh, well, you know, you can do this little thing, it's not a problem, and then it increases and increases, whereas, you know, this represents that, but in an, an opposite way, that the Lord's... Um, standard as it were was to let the israelites leave and not come back and worship him but it had to be over time that pharaoh eventually uh, agreed to what the lord was actually asking and even then he, he kept he kept changing back on his mind anyway as it was and hardening his heart um so moses does this he stops the hail the rain and the thunders but then in verse 34 and when pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunders were ceased he sinned yet more and hardened his heart he and his servants, um, and he didn't let Israel go. So we'll continue into ch- chapter 10 tomorrow, which we're now starting to get to the very serious part of the, the plagues, the eighth and ninth plague of uh, locusts and darkness. Um, and we'll talk about why they are such um, powerful and uh, important plagues and um, the symbolism behind them uh, when, when we uh, meet again tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do continue continue to listen to the podcast and join the Facebook group. And until we meet again.